They hear you. Doofy's talking to his vacuum. Don't look at me like that. We can still be friends. You can come into my room whenever you want. The composition of the shot is actually quite good. No! Okay, just one time. Yeah, I was going to say, if he doesn't... That yeah, thing on yeah, the yeah, there it is. There it is. That's when he comes. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, he's really going for it. There's a. There's a. Wow, Dave Sheridan really earned his keep. The, the great Dave Sheridan really earned his. There's actually a Japanese uh, noise band called the Gero Gary Gay Gay Gay, which were two fetishists, and it featured a man who would uh, suction his penis with a vacuum on stage. That's good. So you know who to is say? Is that as good as scary movie? Oh boy, I don't know. They're both offensive things that I like. <laughs> Welcome to When Will It End? Coffee in the morning. Couple of friends sitting down and talking movies. I was going to say you're dating the podcast, but you're really just houring the podcast. Oh, it's nice. Oh my God, is this a full. Mm. Wait, can I ask you a question? The best and the best part of waking up mm. is Charles in your cup. Okay. It's intelligentsia coffee. Ooh, so we're very smart men today. Drinking a very smart coffee and talking about a very smart movie. I wish. You didn't think it was... Hold on, you didn't think it was a smart movie? Let's start over. Let's start back. Pull back. We gotta pull back. We started with the end credit sequence, and I understand why you're giddy to get started. I'm giddy. I'm wondering if you're even gonna ask me the titular question of the show already. Let's calm down. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's when well done. It's a movie podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Charles. We watch a whole series of movies that so you don't have to. Sometimes these are good movies that are fun to watch, and other times they make us feel sad, and it's weird that we do this. And mostly it's fun, and we all have a good time, and it's good to listen. And <laughs> This is good. They good make sure, just in case you're concerned, everyone. This is fun. We have fun sometimes. Yeah, we have fun sometimes. Yeah, we mostly have fun. Don't ignore the critics. Ignore the, the iTunes reviews. Oh, I know. Everyone's saying, like, wow, how these fucking guys are... Tr- trudging through mud in the same way that a 1917 person did. Yeah, no, sure. Much like in the manner of 1917 when the guy walked for, like, it seemed like not that much, but also a lot. (laughs) That's what, when when you learn that 1917's thing is that it's all one take, you're like, oh, so this is just going to be a two-hour walk? They're making it seem like a really big deal, but it's just a two-hour walk. Oh, but wait, no, he uh, gets in a truck for maybe three minutes, so if their truck's going 30... I guess that really shaved maybe... If two trucks drive two. across no man's land going 30 miles an hour mm-hmm. across a 70-mile span and a bird Wait, is going the, same direction? the other direction okay. to the two trucks... Why are there two trucks? At a quick clip of 45 kilometers Just in per case, second. One, much in the same way that 1917 had two men. Oh, fuck. We lost one. So you know in 1917, the guy hurts his hand, then he sticks his hand in, in the corpse? Yeah, that was point. the most terrifying part of the movie. I thought it'd be funny if he kept, like, stepping in corpses. And <laughs> just, he's got corpse shoes. Just Mendez would have fucking nailed that Oscar. Oh, my God. Like, just, like, trudging with corpse shoes. Can you imagine? It already got nominated for Best Screenplay. And best it's so good. Let's, let's all share our favorite quotes from 1917. <laughs> all cherries. That was my favorite quote. Mm, cherries. Yum, hey, yum. Gov, how how you know so much about cherries? I bloody love cherries. <laughs> my mother grew cherries of all varieties. Big ones, small ones, red ones, green ones. But I think the green ones are just underripe. I like that they had the old school calling the Germans the Bosch. I thought they kept talking about the show. Yeah, <laughs> the mighty Bosch. 
No, the the Amazon show. Oh yeah, Bosch. Right. He's the thing is he's a detective, but his mother was a sex worker who was murdered. So right. And I was very confused every time they called the Germans justice. Bosch. Right. Like, where's that? Had... Where's that? You know, he's crusty on the outside, but his sense of duty, you know, is so you know, especially in the LAPD, which is a cesspool of corruption. Yeah. You know, Bosch is the only guy out there trying to make a decent day's work. Really? Yeah, he's the only one. He probably has helpers. I only saw one episode. <laughs> it was good. I don't know. There's crimes. Also, I think the bad boys. Oh no, they're Miami. I always think that the bad boys are in L.A. But well, we're from Miami. New England, so whenever there's like a, a, a warm-looking city, it could be anywhere else in the world. It could be Dubai. It could be fucking Abu Dhabi. No, could... Dubai's got the big building that everyone recognizes. Dubai. It's Dubai. Do you think people would go there just to look at the tower where the great Tom Cruise? Uh, I would. When when friggin' he climbed on the outside of the building. You know what? I would. I would uh, get eggs. I would get eggs thrown at me. Wow, why? Scaling, you know, like people are now going to the Joker steps. Oh, yeah. And, and business owners are like, stop dancing on my steps. Why can't people, I'm talking about the locals there, just embrace yeah. that they could be near Oscar award winning adjacent steps? And Oscar award winning adjacent, maybe double adjacent fans. They're in, right, exactly. Because I think when a, when a movie I love wins an Oscar, it's like me, myself, personally winning an Oscar. Oh, my God. When I like it and it doesn't win... Oh, I'm so mad. I fucking feel like, what did I do wrong okay, this year? let's talk about these Oscars for a minute. Oh my God, we're we doing an Oscar corner? They were just a oh, joke. God. Wait, you didn't finish, Let me go off. Fuck, you didn't let me finish go off. your bit about how dumb locals are. Oh, they're so dumb. Can you just make dumb. sure to finish look, that one? Look, okay, you're next to movie history. You don't you don't own that anymore. All of our collective imagination own it now. I'm going to posit a theory. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think Oscar Wilde already posited, so I'm just going to repose uh, it. So, uh, someone's got to go either, either me or this wallpaper. <laughs> right, that's it. So the locals, come on. <laughs> they come on, died. the wallpaper. You freaking died. Now life that's so classy. imitates art. Do you even think those <laughs> stairs were there <laughs> before... Joaquin the twisted imagination of one them. Todrick Phillips. Mm, Todrick, no. Yeah, Do you think that's yes, his real name? I don't think so. No. Nope. But it's a good name. We should tell him to change his name to Todrick. Hey, hey Todd, if you're listening, change that fucking name. Imagine you're at the Oscars getting your Oski for fucking Joker Man, and they're like, uh, one Todrick Phillips, <laughs> bestest director. Do you think we have that much uh, influence and clout? We already did, uh, strangely, influence the... Hold on, he's got clout. He's got clout because oh, he's a clown prince of fucking crime. That's got so them. Good. Wait, but we have clout. Joaquin's got clout. He's got clout. Yeah. What else can we have here? Let's see. Clout. Clout. I got like 10 minutes on the Oscars. We just want to ignore yeah. that. Okay, let's do These that. These Oscars are a joke. Yes. What happened? Friggin' 1917 is so long ago. It's not even a centennial anymore. Why even award it? Wow, if they're so right. fucking smart, put that shit out in 2017, then go collect your oh Oscar. Oh my god. You're a little golden man. Wasn't well, Mendes was doing something dumb probably. What was he doing? I bet he was like he was like 90% done with American Beauty 2. <laughs> and then all the Spacey shit came out. Spacey's back. Oh no. Spacey didn't die. They revealed that the shot just missed his heart or whatever. Good. In American sort of Beauty. like a Star Wars thing where right. they're like, "Oh, you're But Chris parents. Cooper broke out of jail. Oh, yeah. He broke out of jail. He's out of jail, and now he's got to fight him again in the suburbs. <laughs> and this, this by time, M. Night Shyamalan, right. though, so Mendes this, is still fine. And this time, Spacey's like trying to be like a Zoomer. Now he's yeah. like on TikTok all day. He's not working. He's not smoking weed anymore. He's doing he's doing like vape hits. You know that he's movies clouds. is still a very old generation thing because phone use is still like 
not in any movies. In 1917, the most unrealistic part to me is that no one checked their phone. And the thing is, is that, yes, we've seen a lot of movies where people are on their goddamn devices. Don't get me started. I will not. Oh, God. But they don't even do anything on their goddamn devices. Like, I want to see it, like... I guess maybe Booksmart was a close one, but like, there's very few movies that actually so show like social media engagement on devices. Yeah, I mean, like, if I was going to write a scene between two Zoomers, it'd be like, "Hey, I just got a new follow on Insta." Wait, but how would they be? Are they talking like? No, they're, they're texting mouths? in the okay, same room. God, yeah, they're texting in the same goddamn room. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Like, hey, I just got some, I got a couple likes on my new Insta post, mm-hmm. and then their friends like the Finsta or the Insta, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the Finsta." Wait, what's the Finsta? That's the secret one that the young people have. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, see, I'm great. There's their public-facing one, and there's their private one for their friends, where they just say stuff like, Oh, okay. Oh, my God, I just snorted a line of cum, and now I'm going to fucking watch Cars 2. <laughs> That's just yours. Shut the fuck up. You don't know that. Finsta. You don't know that. It's your Finsta. Maybe it is. But I feel like The Irishman, also speaking of Oscar season. No one checks their dang, their phones right, once. Right, that, that could movie, have been... I'm like, That's so unrealistic. If Scorsese was actually... A good filmmaker. Hold on. In The Departed, there is, I would say, pioneering cell phone use for <laughs> 2006. Uh, using a it. crucial moment in the movie involves someone using fucking T9 on a fucking uh-huh. Norelco to like, not Norelco, that's a kind of tape case, on a fucking Motorola to, that's huge. That was big. And But the problem was back then, I lived in Boston. Fuck. And you know what, I knew? You know what I knew? What? You can't use your cell phone in the subway. In 2006, it did not. Work. They're not in the subway in that one. They're, they that's are. When they're, no, no, they're the in the boss fucking... is, Yeah, he's on the roof, but the boss is in the subway. Fuck. Charlie Sheen. So I went to IMDb.com. Martin Sheen. Sorry. Different Sheens. Same Sheen. Charlie Sheen could never have played uh, Jebediah Bartlett in that the West true. Wing. No. God, that'd be so weird. He was a cool Christian. Remember, he was so lit oh as a Christian God, in that so movie. so fucking cool. He was like the cool kind of Christian, as we, we all know. Yeah, a smart, cool Republican... No, he was a Democrat, but he was an uh, award-winning e- economist and a Catholic. Yeah. God, imagine spending five fucking minutes in Sorkin's brain, and I think like it's like in Star Trek where you're too close to the core and your body just melts away. Yeah, yeah, it's like Chernobyl Star Trek in there. Too. Yeah, where it's like yeah. you know, I'm, you're Spock and he's the fucking core. And like, okay, we make the cell too, and it's about fixing Aaron Sorkin's brain because his genius brain overloaded. And you have to go into his brain full of all of his characters. Peter Krause oh, from God. News Radio. Yeah. No, that different show from Sports Night. News yeah. Radio is different show. Different show. I mean, it's Phil Hartman, though. Phil Hartman's in there for some reason. Alive. Yeah. Unmurdered. I was thinking more of like a Magic School Bus episode. Right. Go into Aaron Sorkin's brain. And just Dulé Hill and Allison Janey, like explaining, like, yeah, like, how exchanging his brain works. Barbs and, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, how fucking awesome would that be? Magic and Jeff school. Daniels is there as newsroom guy, and he's saying stuff like, America's not great. I know. It's stupid. Yeah, that was that. Scene. That was a really good scene. It was so good. I love that show. He told off like all the libs and yeah. like, conserves, and oh, he's so smart because he's both at once. What happened to common sense politics? Sorkin is really good at that. Yeah, he at better win the Oscar He's he's actually probably been shifting this climate towards like a Biden or something. He one hundred percent like is the jack off who like, was like, well, what if like, smart people just like argue for a while until they agree on some stupid horrible pulse? Like that's how you get like the Affordable Care Act, where it's like, mm-hmm. let's well, do something that's like is like a vague gesture towards like a step forward, and yet is in so many ways a confirmation that our system is so mired in you know corporate yeah. responsibilities that it's not ever going to shift remotely towards a just system. There's a cat. We're joined by a cat. Joined by a cat. Any thoughts on the Sorkin controversy? Uh, is he too smart? Ah, uh, that's blue. And blue. No, blue's no, not very smart. No, she's oh, blue. Cat. Yeah, she's blue. 
Generous well, that's, here's my problem. We look at this country, we see things blue, red, blue, red, blue, red. That's just blue. What happened to red, white, and blue? <laughs> Great question. Heck, and black and brown? Everybody. What are you talking about? <laughs> Doing a Biden-style stump speech about okay, unity. Okay, cool. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy. I used to know a guy. There was a time where I knew a guy. <laughs> yeah? Take a sip. Take a sip. Nice sip. Daddy's mic. Close it up. I got to say, that's a damn fine cup of joe. Yeah. Cup of Joe. You ever seen freaking Twin Peaks? It shows a fucking random as hell. Yes, I don't get it. Well, one, makes no sense. Two, everyone says cool shit like, mmm, pie. Yeah. I, yeah, that's cool. I got a bumper sticker that says, don't blame me, I voted for Agent Dale Cooper. You do? In my car. I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's the of best. Of course he fucking would. We should go as Log Lady for Halloween. Oh my god, I used to date someone that went, to, went as Log Lady. <laughs> Legally, all white women who went to liberal arts college must dress as Log Lady. Yeah. It's yeah, how do you think they choose their log? Oh, I bet it's a whole thing. I bet it's cute. With like, it's for a costume. There's a. Where do they they go no, to? No, like the woods? It's for a costume. Pause. I'm doing the log lady. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. But what do you think they go to? Like Home Depot? Do they sell? Do they there's sell probably an there? Etsy page that just sells yeah. logs. To, to, to white I mean, ladies. there's definitely people that knit log lady logs. I'm sure of that. So you don't have to carry a whole log the whole night. Do you ever think about your guts as knitting together a log when you for pooping? No. It's like, what is, what's going on down there? That's kind of what's happening. They're knitting it together. That was an insane, just weird mind. I want to go inside the mind of Josh. Oh, boy. I just said knitting a log, and you're like, wow, I, you, That's have you pooped The log contestant does. I haven't pooped yet. But yeah, you're probably I, I thinking about it. kind of weird yesterday, because I recorded for like hours yesterday, so I mean, <laughs> we'll get into it, I guess. Uh, you know, I had a chicken sandwich at a pub, and then I had like a, a weird power power biscuit at Dunkin' Donuts. power biscuit? Yeah. A turkey one. A turkey, egg, and cheese power biscuit with like mm-hmm. a, a very uh, disc-like, multigrain, bread-like thing around mm. it. That sounds awful. It was actually okay. We we really we really got to start talking about the movie about the Oscars again. Yeah, what's the deal with these Oscars? Well, we're doing an Oscar party. We should do a special Oscars episode. Yeah, it's 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 good. You want to do like, like, maybe live? So we could tweet, do it on Twitch. Yeah, live. No, no Twitch. Oh yeah. shit! I don't even know what that is. Really, we could tweet. No one it's where gamers. It's where gamers of all political backgrounds play games on video. Yeah, I was. I stayed There's the socialists night at my friend's night. It's white nationalists. Hmm. All of them are together on Twitch. I stayed. Uh, I was over at my friend's house. Got a little drunk, so I stayed the night. I know. Don't look at me like that. Oh, can I can I do it now? Can I do my virtue signal thing? Yeah. I've been sober for almost three weeks. Congratulations. Thank you. That feels nice. Thank you. Yes, it's good. J- dry January. I was smirking at that. Then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. All my coworkers are doing dry February, I think, because it's shorter. I think because all your coworkers are pushing it off a month at a time. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, dry March, dry March. Well, I think yeah, dry April, them, dry it's like they like drinking and watching football games. I mean, I do like watching that pigskin get thrown around. Yeah. Uh, and then our holiday party's on the 3rd of February, so I think they're just going to... That's the thing, they could have just kicked off February real big with the Super Bowl, February 2nd. A holiday party, February 3rd, they could just come right back in strong. I think they're going to go out strong. I want to thank the gods of culture for giving us the Super Bowl and the Oscars in the same month, and Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's such a cool month. Wow, and you forgot about Black History Month? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. We're watching the scary movies. That I think that... That counts. This, this is a tour de force for the Wayans brothers, except for some parts which are very bad. No. Uh, bad well, I just wanted to finish my story about okay. Twitch. Uh, pretty, I stayed the night because I was drunk, and then at like three in the morning, 
uh, his this is when his roommate gets home from work. He goes on Twitch and scream and belittles people. Is I was it a sex and people thing? pay yes. I think it's fully clothed and non sexual, but I think people take it sexually where he just like is playing a video game, but he really just screams at his watchers. Aren't that what they called watchers? Who Twitch watches watchers? the Twitch watchers? Yeah. I don't know. Watchers? I don't know. I'm not a nerd. I'm we're cool. So we're doing this. a movie podcast. All right, let's just talk about a scary movie. So today we're talking it about was scary though. Scary that was scary. Yeah. I woke up. You know what's scary? To Society. A man screaming in his in his attic bedroom, and I talked to my friend the next day. I was like, "What the fuck was he yelling at?" He's like, "Oh, he just does Twitch." Wow. I was like, "I'm fucked. I want to be like Scorsese and just live in my own little world and call movies pictures still." And uh, just, you, you got to hear his Fresh Air interview. It's great. He talks a lot. It's good. That's what they. That's what you want. We dead soon. Yeah. Terry's like, "Wow, you sure were around a lot of death growing up." And he's like, "I was." He talks like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I got to listen to this, <laughs> this whole interview. He's like the Irishman. No, actually, it's good. Good ass interview. I'll give you a little treat from it. He's like, "Yeah, I picked the still of the night because as a young Catholic, the priest always told me death would come like a thief in the night." In the still of the night. In the still of the night. Scary movie came out in the year two thousand. Yeah. Uh, so we so yes we we're like you know how do we uh, how do we step boldly into this new millennia? Is it a millennia now? The twenties? Is that a whole millennia or just like a, a shorter one? What the fuck are you talking about? Like is it a whole millennia or just like a little one? I don't understand your question. Is the twenties? The twenty twenties? The twenty twenties? Is it just a little? Is it like a little this one is or like not a, full a millennia? Is it a I'm decade, just checking. Holy shit. <laughs> Let me fucking live a little. So directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans and written by, hold on, Sean Wayans, Marlon Wayans, Buddy Johnson, Phil Bowman, Jason Friedberg, and Aaron Seltzer. This movie is a real relic of its time. It came out in the year 2000 and is delightfully... Okay, so here's the tagline. And this is what I was getting at earlier when in the kitchen when you were making coffee. I was oh, like, I saw the tagline. Read it to me. No mercy. Yep. No shame. Yep. No sequel. Yeah. So this was supposed to be like a, a we're going to get in, bust some fucking balls. Oh, my God. How many balls the... did they bust? At least seven. And we see some balls in the we movie. We do, but they don't get busted, and that scene sucked. That scene is, I don't know if that's the worst part of the movie, but it's uh, top, bottom two. <laughs> top, bottom two. I would say two. the entire character, Doofy, followed by the Miss Man bit. Those are two bad bits. Because right. the homophobic bits, like, I really hate to admit that, like, the, the, the long, the slow boil Leslie Nielsen style thing they're doing with uh, with Ray in the movie is, I think, genuinely funny. Who's Ray? Uh, I, is he the... Ray is the football, the, the closeted yeah. football player who at the end is dubiously gay, but th- th- that whole bit is tortured. It's weird. I think it doesn't work. We'll go back. We're gonna go back. We're gonna go. We're gonna go through one by one and count all the cultural hate crimes because we fucking we sat through. Blue is active. The cat is wow. jumping around. That was blue. Wow, wow got so close. It's just amazing. And then sprinted away like a fairy. Well, we talked about this last night. This movie was the closest to the the Mike Myers. Let's call it the Mike Myers parallel. Yeah. We're like, it's a line in the sand where on one side you have <laughs> the movie Goldmember, which is, I think, legitimately has some of my favorite bits in uh-huh. any movie. And he's delightful and uh, unhinged. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, it's, it's I fun. love gold! <laughs> Josh, I'm going to come out and tell you something. Okay. I pretty much only like that because you love it so much. That's fine. And I'm now into it. Look, the point I'm trying to make is that... Also, that the way you do it is the way most people do the Admiral Akbar thing, where if you actually watch uh, Return of the Jedi again... Because it's a trap. He's like, oh, it's a trap. And she texts it. Yeah. That's the reason. Come on, man. What's? It's like, 
I turned off the little vibrate thing on the phone now, so I just like, no, like, you That's know. smart. Yeah. Wow. You grew up finally. I was Shut waiting for you to grow up. You finally like grew up. It's a piece so, of okay, shit. Okay, so we got the research noise. And we got the text noise. Oh, my God. You're a genius. I'm fucking good at you're this. You're a fucking genius. Please, Remember that please, scene in Spaceballs? Are you please, the direct descendant of that guy? Please. Shut you up. You got the blips? The bloops? Can you do those? Is that the same guy from... Uh, Probably. Yeah, God. He's the sound guy. He was working. He was doing a lot of work that, that period of time. Okay, so... um. This movie is certainly a hate crime. I want to get out in front of this and be like, Scary Movie has a very year 2000 level of transphobia and homophobia, which is unfortunately predictable from that era of comedy that was ubiquitous to that entire generation of, of like slapstick films. The joke being nothing is funnier than a masculine woman who in this movie we actually see the testicles of named Miss Man. That is, I'd say... Yeah, and it's not even clear. Like, it seems like she was transitioning because she's like I chose things to get ahead in sports the whole bit is so terrible. it's, and it's, it's so a terrible the whole bit. bit is that we're gonna I'm talk about very brief the whole bit is that a man changes gender the the only reason why is to get better at to like to pretend to be a woman to compete against women and to see underage girls naked it's truly abominable and there's that that is the I would say the Hey, crime number whatever, but we'll I call number it, two. Number no. <clears throat> the anyway. biggest problem in the movie is. Do you so want this to... is, of course, a classic pastiche film where they're going to make fun of Scream. They're going to make fun of. I know what you did last summer. They're going to make fun of the Bud the Light Sense, commercial. The Bud Light commercial. Year. They're making fun of. <clears throat> if this came out in the year two thousand. It's making fun of the Blair Witch Project, which came out the year before. 99. The Matrix, which came out the year before. 99. The Sixth Sense, which came out the year before. No, all, those are all ninety nine. This is like a fresh movie. Like I think it's after our generation, no one will have any idea what this movie is about. So wait, Shrek came out in two thousand one, right? Yeah, this Based is a, pre- a Matrix show. thing. Matrix was such a fucking everyone was copying the Matrix. It was, it was a, a before and after moment in Hollywood. It really was. Wow, I remember when Space made fun of the Matrix. Right, everyone you <laughs> had the to. worst episode, eh. worst little moment of that whole series was when they decided to do a space strip off. I don't mind. Or a Matrix ripoff. Yeah, okay, so mind. basically, you love all this the shit. thing about this movie that works is that the best bits in the movie have nothing to do with the fact that it's a satire or a parody. Absolutely. The, the, little, the little bits that are thrown into this movie that give it the texture and grit to make it... I laughed my ass off watching this because there's all... You know, the, the, the hardest part of these movies, of this kind of like joke-a-minute, like airplane-style, rapid-fire movie, is that... All the little characters who are delivering this have to have a little game that they're playing where these jokes make sense and land. Mm. And outside of the truly offensive jokes that are like, and I say offensive not in like a, well, of course they're politically offensive, but just in the sense of like, this is just a, a stupid, obvious bit. The little weird bits that work in this movie, like the sheriff showing... You could just Anna end Ferris. Your, penance, your sentence with just the sheriff. The sheriff is sheriff phenomenal works. in this. The casting, like, he, there's this amazing full airplane style thing where it's like, there's some photos you have to look at. And there's photos of him modeling in a Speedo. <laughs> and she just very seriously contemplates each one and goes, no. 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 It's one of the funniest things. I've seen it in a long time. It where, really like, works. It's and isolated it's... from everything else in the film, but it's this great little moment. And everyone's completely committed to it. And it, it's hysterical. It's interesting doing this movie after Harold and Kumar. Because to me, there's a lot of similarities. And but I, I feel like in, in Harold and Kumar, if someone did that, it would be for Kumar to be like, "What the fuck, bro?" or whatever. Oh no, I know, but it's it's a similar like, it's a it's a it's a plagued movie. I think Harold and Kumar is much better, and it actually seriously talks about something. Where this like the close, there are a few like 
racial jokes that actually land and are at the expense of power structures, but there's like maybe two of them. The only one I really remember is when she is some reason a computer hacker and she like calls 911 from her computer and types in white and, woman in trouble. Yeah. And the yeah. cops immediately show up. That's that was funny. funny. Yeah. That was a good joke. Um, there was, yeah, there's also a joke where there's like, Oh my God, a white person's died. Like the, 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 the black news, all the like, news this, channels. Yeah. And there's like the black news channel and they're like, fuck white person's dead. We got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was a good joke too. Yeah. Um, but the jokes that work are, are few and far between for me. And as you said, most of them have like the jokes that are actually ripping off movies. They're not jokes. They're easily the least interesting part of the movie. And that's why, like, yeah. sat like spoof comedies don't exist anymore because they weren't funny, and there was like a relic from like really. Well, I mean, the seventies, or I mean, if not exactly. earlier, like it's early because, like, you know, uh, you know, in like Flint was basically like supposed to be sort of like silly psychedelic Bond, and that, that right. You know, and there's yeah, probably, probably more examples before that. I think people still like references. People still like masturbate to knowing shit that they feel like other people might not know. But luckily, filmmakers are like, we're not going to make that appropriate behavior. Though I will say, no spoilers. Um, Please spoil. 1917 does end with what is clearly a reference to the opening scene of The Spy Who Shagged Me, where there's like a really elaborate dance where one of the soldiers is naked, and yeah. they keep covering his genitals with different, like like a, a German helmet, mm, um, that a, was a shell. A Bashi helmet. A Bashi helmet. Um and then you know he walks by like a field of cherries, which was referenced earlier in the movie. Just so you can't see his genitals. Right, actually, the, and to good. actually spoil the end of the movie, the opening shot of the, the ending shot of the movie is just referencing the opening shot, which really sucked. It didn't land at all. Which yeah, it was very stupid. And then the camera pans upward, and you see that the ship overhead is Princess Leia's ship from the fucking beginning of A New Hope. Is that what that was? That's what that I was. I thought it was God. No, it no, was it's the a, ship. It was the Star fucking Wars Rebel Alliance ship. Oh my god! So this takes this place, place in the moments galaxy before far, far away. A New Hope. It's Why don't you think that was ever in visionary Star Wars? Uh, the German, the German race. Well, I don't want to blow anyone's minds here, but I think the freaking you know the the Empire is kind of like the Nazis. <laughs> no. Yeah, kind of. What? Kind of. No, seriously, bro. Rewatch it. Wait, Rewatch those it. were Nazis. Wait, you think they're wait? It's they're, World War One. Well, they're all the same. Proto Nazis. German, German no. now, German then. Pre Nazis. It's pre Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. So all Germans. It's when you're about to Nazi, but a little comes yeah, out yeah, first. Yeah. Okay, but you can still get pregnant from a. It's true. Yeah. 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 I've heard that, yeah. Are you going to make this one of those stupid clips? Stop. You can't reference that, too. That's mad. I'm winking. Fucking... I'm winking. No, you're not. No, you are. What, this... what the fuck I'm is I'm winking. I feel like I'm lost. Okay, so let's bring you back home, baby. So, yes, th- th- this entire genre of filmmaking is like, and, and, and someone asked me, are you guys going to do epic movie, uh, date movie, all the other... Oh, the movie movies? I, honestly, it's not a terrible idea. I like, I watch, I, 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 as I joked with the person who asked me, I think all those movies were released directly to your older brother's bedroom couch VHS player. Like, it truly, they must be watched stoned in high school. I don't, I think it's very yeah. hard. And uh, as I've said many times on the podcast, when these movies came out, I thought I was too smart for them. And Turns out, maybe by a hair. And in this case, yeah, I was too smart for this movie. I don't think I would have I don't think I would have understood back then because I grew up in Maine um, with a very conservative father and no diversity in the state at all so I don't think I really would have understood why I just thought it was like oh that's dumb now watching it after you know I have my mind blown wide open by going to a, a hippie college yeah yeah things like that now you know that it's both problematic but delightful. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to the the, the, the core most the, the the central part of the film that is genuinely agonizing and somehow and somehow worse than the transphobia or not we don't have to rank these things, but No we do for 
for persistence. We, do, we must rank them. We must rank all Figure out which ones crimes. are the The character do- Doofy, the special needs police officer bit, is genuinely agonizing. It and sucks. I think it does pay off with him being in the killer in the end and, and then doing the whole usual suspects thing, which I think is an amazing joke. Yeah. Like when he clearly has been pretending the entire time. I, I, somehow, I think that almost redeems it, but it doesn't make it any less like excruciating to watch like bargain basement, you know, R word jokes the entire movie. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Again, I did, I did think the part of the end where he pulls the mustache off and, and just becomes the coolest guy in the world. That was really funny. And just drives off with the, 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 the TV reporter. That's funny. Is it funny? It is funny because, like, the, if if the joke is like, "Oh my god," this like presentation of someone is like mentally challenged is so like brutal and and ceaseless. And at the end, he's like, "I was just fucking with you." I think it's so hard to even really evaluate because we're no longer in the year two thousand. Like that I think joke, we can definitely evaluate. How, but like for yeah. me, it's just so awful to watch that whole character for the entire movie. Even if the whole joke is that oh he was pretending the whole time, it's still a joke at the expense of that whole stereotype and and really just making fun of a whole type of person, a group of people. I mean, I suppose so. I guess maybe I'm being very generous here. Is the joke that like everyone just unquestioningly accepted what is clearly this like like grotesque pantomime? Right. I don't like, I don't like, you're think right. so. There's very I'm little say no, I don't think it's like, oh look how like awful everyone else is I can get away with making this extreme uh exaggerated version of a mentally you know, I don't even know what. It doesn't even matter. It it's bad. It's just bad. It's bad. Look, this is this is not a movie I would recommend casually to anybody. <laughs> like, well, what, my, my, what I find fascinating is that you like. I think the difference between Harold and Kumar and this; these are all. I'm lumping those together. Yeah, and, it's early and a Love Guru comedy. Okay, yeah. is that Love Guru takes itself incredibly seriously, and you can tell that Mike Myers actually thinks the Love Guru character is good. And like we should all be listening and taking advice from this love guru character. But but also structurally speaking, the thing about the love guru is that it sits on one joke for an entire scene. So right. like whatever appalling joke is being made is the only joke happening for like minutes at a stretch. Right. And at least in this movie, I would say the the hit rate is still shockingly high for a joke a minute movie. There they hit pretty frequently, which I think is kind of impressive. Yeah. Then also, there's like brilliant little touches, like the casting of that genuinely bizarre man as the as the principal. That's like it seems like he's doing like a fucking Pee Wee Herman bit, Mister Squidward or whatever. I can look up <laughs> no, who that was. Squiggle or something. Mister Squiggleman. Squibble. That was a, yeah. who the fuck? What that was incredible. Oh, Sherry O'Terry's great in this too. Who's as that? The TV oh. reporter. Yeah, she was good. She was fucking great. Yeah. Find out who that was. Um, for me, I. You seem to so here's the difference. We're gonna David we're, L. Lander as Principal Squiggy. Squiggy. So here's the difference between a Josh and Charles. Okay. Okay. Well, hold on. Can I, just one second. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. He was in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Who was he? Oh, he was, and he was in Laverne and Shirley. Who was he? Titan. In? He's in Titan A.E. You know Titan A.E. I do know Titan. We all AE. fucking love that movie. Yeah. Everyone's probably just off their copy of it right now. <laughs> yeah. Should we do Titan A.E. and Titan <laughs> A.F. and Titan A.G. Wow, Titan, Titan Attorney General. Yeah. For the third movie where the Titan at the core of it all becomes uh, the core Attorney Titan? General. So he was squiggy on Laverne and Shirley, which generationally speaking, I'm sure some people know. I have no idea. Anyway. Yeah, go ahead. I'd like to point out the difference between a Josh and a Charles. Please. A Josh is so happy to laugh that he is able to forget 
the ills that just happened seconds before the joke that works for you. And a Charles is so concerned by the jokes that don't work that I'm not in the mood to laugh at the ones that do unless they're very, very funny. So for me, I think I laughed like maybe three or four times the entire movie. I was cutting a fucking... You were like farting. You were laughing so hard. Okay, let's put this in context. I drove through a perilous nightmare snowstorm on the mass pike where i truly thought i was going to die a couple times it was a really horrible drive yeah. then it chilled out and had like a nice like relaxing you drive on some back roads that was a lot more mm-hmm. calm and relaxing and i listened to some humorous podcasting along the way and i a chuckle or two will certainly brighten anyone's day that's true um so when i got here i was like i'm ready to laugh mm, so you were just ready to laugh i wanted we to just live put on laugh. but shadow I, but, and okay Fog or whatever. Yeah, the, the House of Shadow and Fogs and no, such. No, what's the, what's the Holocaust? I'm trying to Oh, fucking trying to the relate Primo to Levy. I don't know. Not no, the one by uh, Alain Rene. I, don't, I just said another Night and name. Fog. Fucking fine. Night and we'll fog. watch Night and Fog. We'll next. watch Night and Fog, please? Yeah, watch it next. Great. Instead of doing Scary Movie 2, we're going to watch Night and Fog. <laughs> and then Scary Movie 3. And then Scary Movie 3. And Scary Movie 3. <laughs> we're we're Scary Movie 2, two with, with Night and Fog. Night and Fog. It's only 45 minutes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just listeners, pause this, throw on Night and Fog. Did Did I tell you a weird story? Scary movie review. Uh, <laughs> that is a scary movie. Two years ago. About fucking the human nature. I was in a really bad place, as anyone listened to The Real Deal, Josh and Charles remembers. The former podcast we used to do. I was by myself on Super Bowl Sunday. Because I, I don't remember. I just generally didn't want to see anyone. So I was watching the Super Bowl by myself, which I think anyone who watches sports, it's sort of fun to watch it by yourself. But at a certain point, you like have no one to talk to. You don't really share anything. You got to say stuff like, he should have done that there. Yeah, what the fuck? Why did you do that? I would have done that better. Uh, so at halftime, or even before halftime, I just started watching Night and Fog. Instead this is a of, dark story. Instead of finishing, the, watching the Super Bowl. And then I watched it, and I thought about it for a little while. And then I watched the last, like, ten minutes of the Super Bowl. That was really exciting. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. I think I'd watched, oh yeah, it was because I just watched the James Baldwin documentary, and I wasn't really, I didn't really, I didn't like it. I don't think it was a good movie. I think people should just read James Baldwin. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's one of those movies where it's like... Look, whatever. Any movie that's going to increase his profile, I think he's one of the... the Absolutely. Yeah. It's so good. And it, like people are actually know we're talking about him. I think it did good things. I don't think it's a well-made movie because it all it did was just like... It's one of those movies where you can just learn... It doesn't do anything other than tell you exactly what you could just read in five minutes. Yeah, put down the screen, pick up a book. So I was like, maybe I should watch a documentary that... I've never seen before and that people seem to think is a really good movie. And I'll tell you, Night and Fog, if you haven't seen it, I don't even know if it's called Night and Fog. I'm hoping it's called Night and Fog. Less laughs than scary the movie. James Baldwin. Or what was that movie called? I don't fucking, I don't remember. Yeah. Read yeah. Giovanni's Room. Pause this. Go read Giovanni's Room. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a good idea. Why not? You don't even pause this. Just, 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 just unplug turn your this headphones. down. Yeah. yeah, just turn it down. Yeah, Let I'll it pa- keep going. If you're on the Go train, something else. If you're in your kitchen just with your family, watch something else. Anyways, let's get back to scary movie. Um, here's what I'm saying. You're talking about not being able to forgive the hate crimes of this film. It's not even that. It's that even if the joke isn't a hate crime, it, it sucks the life out of the There's a bad joke. Yeah, I'm just I, like, all right, and then I just. But you can't takes... watch a movie like this with that attitude. I'm it's sorry. like watching Thirty Rock, where it's like if you don't like the first six jokes in this scene, there's going to be. 12 more and you have to just that's why give I don't them the watch benefit. 30 Rock you're such a fucking dumbass you forced me to, this was your pick I know I wanted to watch a hate crime movie god no I, I don't know I mean I no, think this, uh, is, I mean, this, is a, this is good for me the Wands are all over the map 
their creative history is all over the map. They like to go and they as it, broad right? as possible. I don't think I've seen a Wayans Brother movie. Well, I mean, white the, the American classic White Chicks. I've never seen it. So it was, that is White Chicks is genuinely a fucking face meltingly bizarre and incredible film. They're in it though, right? They play the titular White Chicks. No, no, they no. They play no, two no, black no. cops I who know, go undercover as White it. Chicks. But in this movie, yeah, Sean and Marlon are in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking. The, uh, uh, Sean plays Ray. Yeah, can you tell me which is which one's which? Oh boy. Sorry, you can look it up. I'll allow that. Oh, you'll allow it. That's yeah. kind of you. Um, yeah, Marlon Wayans plays Shorty, the stoner. Yeah, and uh, and the great Sean Wayans plays uh, Ray, the uh, possibly closeted, uh, ambiguously gay football player. All right, so I think that's a good. I think that's a good segue. I think let's because there are main characters to this movie. We haven't talked about the fucking the creme de la creme of this movie. My favorite part of the entire movie and franchise, which is why I picked it. The Anna Faris of it all. That's what I was gonna say. Let's just talk about our main characters because I think that's gonna ground me in like sort of. Knowing what this movie was even about. Okay. Is there a point to this movie? Is it actually a film or is it just a series of terrible bits? It's basically a series of ter- terrible bits, but it's I love it. So yeah, the, the core so of this movie... Tell us who's in this movie. What we got? We got five... Just, like, shut, just, just let me fucking live my life for a minute. We got to talk about Anna Faris, motherfucker. Okay. Anna Faris is fucking awesome. What she makes is. What makes Airplane work? What's Anna Faris? At the core of Airplane is Julie Haggerty. Sure. Someone who is the ultimate straight woman. She doesn't respond to anything with an ounce of cynicism or an analysis. She just responds to this fucking shit happening around her as literally and earnestly as possible. Mm-hmm. And she's the core of that movie. So it makes it work. Yeah. No matter what happens on the That's airplane, why Leslie Nielsen was so funny in those movies, because he does the same thing. Right. To be dry beyond the point of like any other consideration, to just accept what's happening and respond to it. And Anna Ferris in this movie is... Choked and beaten and stabbed and thrown out of windows and is hit by cars and sees all of her friends die around her and is just stoic and hilarious and sweet and dedicated and so funny the entire time. I think without Anna Faris at the core of this movie, literally none of it works. I agree. And I think her performance in this and her subsequent performances in the series are so delightful to see someone like do to create like the horror spoof genre ultimate straight woman i think is a tour de force performance and i think it's it's why we you never you never put anna ferris in the corner never in the corner not a once that's a good idea she's so good in she's this she's good I and mean, that's the thing i think that's why this movie also falls down a little bit is that like a airplane it never this movie multiple times is like, oh, you're watching a movie. Oh, look, there's this, like, there's the people in the making the movie. I think the airplane movies and the police squad and whatever the, what is the police squad movies called? Uh, the Naked, Naked Gun. Gun. Yeah. They make things so ridiculous that it's like, they're, this could only exist in a movie, but they never go that extra step where it's like, you're watching the movie and look, these actors are actors and they're not showing, like, they're pretending that they're not in a movie. I think when the camera hits her in the face, though, it's funny. That's that's the only. I think that's the best joke from the. That's a good joke. Yeah. yeah, that's a funny joke. But like they mention the script sometimes. They mention like, and sometimes that can work. But I think this style of comedy really works when, as you said, like in in airplane and this, they they are just like so earnest, so dedicated, doing the thing that a person would normally do. That even in the face of complete nonsense, they're still just being like, "Oh yeah, this is real," and that's hilarious. That's a funny joke. And I think this movie often overstepped that to the point where it 
no longer became funny for me. Well, no, this is definitely a grab bag movie. I think when you have like five or six writers, like you have the sense of like some scenes are very much one tone. Some scenes are very much another tone, even in the just like comedically speaking, like it's all over the map. And you're right. Like a large part of this does not work. Mm. And I'm fascinated to watch the second movie, which I think is the bigger profile one. Unless I'm totally mistaken, two has Chris uh, Elliott and David Cross. Oh, shit. I'm that actually sounds good. Right, I, I believe I'm getting that right. So yeah. l- l- let's get down to it. This is a sort of a controversial watch so far. Are you at this point asking when will it end? This movie you've described as being full of hate crimes, so I'm, I'm not that in suspense. If, if you are, if you're tapping out, I sort of get it. Yeah, I, I uh, unfortunately for me, I'm I'm done. You're <laughs> that's really bad. So here's actually here's what we have after, several to go after all that I've learned. Yeah. from this podcast that has invaded my life in a lot of ways. Um. I'm excited for Scary Movie 4, I think. I'm hoping that by like the time it gets farther Wait, uh, and farther ahead, it's going to become funny at some point. You visit Craig Mazin. Who's that? Uh, wrote Scary Movie 4 with Jim Abrams. He's the guy who did Chernobyl. Weird. <laughs> yeah, Craig Mazin. You get a little Chernobyl magic in <laughs> 4. The like, HBO show? Yeah. Weird. That's not particularly funny. Okay, no, yeah, okay. The second movie has Tim Curry, Tori Spelling, Chris Elliott, Kathleen Robertson, David Cross, and James Woods. It's, uh, it's okay. Delightful. And so there's only two Wayans. So, so this is the first Wayans, then that's the second Wayans. Oh, I thought out. you meant there's only two Wayans. No, like, there's I know. many Wayans. Oh, there are? You, well, don't know, you don't know shit about culture. Yeah, you know that's that? why I you do a culture podcast. shit about culture. Wait, how many Wayans are there? Um, well, let's pull up the Wayans list. Let's see. There's, there's, They're the Wayans brothers. I'm trying to figure out. There's the. Is there a Wayans father? One second. It's got to be a Wayans father. The Wayans clan. The Wayans brothers. So that's there's a lot more than one brother. Well, the, I'm trying I to thought there were just two of them. Well, there's the show. There's only two of them on the show. The Wayans family. Here we go. Okay. Is that the name of a show? The Wayans family. Shantae Wayans, Damon Wayans, Kim Wayans, Marlon Wayans, Damon Wayans Jr., Keenan Ivory Wayans, and Sean Wayans. That's the Wayans. I think he said one of them twice. No, there's Damon Wayans, Damon Wayans Jr. Uh, You didn't say Sean twice? No, I said Sean one time. Okay. He was the last one on the list. Yeah. That's the Wayans family. Okay, I'm not even going to ask what they do. I don't care. Comedy, writing, production. So much. Yeah, they can do it all. So I'm I'm excited. Oh, Craig Mason wrote the third one, too. Holy shit, Craig Mason. Weird. A primetime Emmy Award winning... uh, Mm -hmm. I'm very excited uh, to get out of honestly the Wayans era era because the uh-huh. next one comes out a year later nothing's gonna change it's gonna be the same fucking bullshit I'm not excited for that I'm excited for what when when does Scary Movie 5 come out like 2013 or something 2013 I'm excited for that one right I'm excited because there's like a huge gap I think it's like 2001 2002, okay, so, 2003 so first off the second movie comes out less than a year after the first movie <laughs> which that means that they were that's the joke the like tagline was a joke. There's no way they. Su- well, I guess in subsequent posters they they crossed and subsequent DVDs they like cross out the no sequel. They like they put an X over it. Yeah. So I think initially it was supposed to be like a we're going to be irreverent and raise a middle finger. But if it came out less than a year later, you think they they just like greenlit that thing so fast, moved okay. it through production. The first movie made almost three hundred million dollars on a nineteen million dollar budget. Wow, I can't believe this cost nineteen million dollars. I mean, that actually is remarkable. <laughs> In the year 2000, that cost $19 million, Jesus. Yeah. There wasn't even any... I guess when the grandmother gets hit by the piano, that's a special effect. That bit is so fucking good. That's my. That's the kind of bit I you love. You should have gone on longer. 
where the, the, the mass killer is chasing Anna Ferris through the house and she throws a vase at the guy, yeah. a mountain bike, yeah. her grandmother, and then a piano, which then misses the killer and hits her grandmother. That joke rules. To me, that joke. Her father, her dad. Oh, that yeah. That bit is fucking hysterical. He's great. So that's what this movie needs. It's just like, I hate reference comedy. I know I've said it before. I'll say it again, probably. You're going to hear it again, Josh. Mm. I just don't think it's funny. So the fact that this whole series is like hinging on, I've never seen Blair Witch. So I, I've seen the trailer. So I knew what that scene was referencing. But it's like, even if I'd seen the movie, I don't really understand why that's funny. You liked it. You liked the snot pouring down. Well, it's because they're it's doing they're doing they're doing joke. Blair Witch, but just, the joke is that she's like like you know really snotting. It's just silly. It's I funny. Know. It's not it takes funny. an iconic shot, makes it gross and irreverent, like Mad Magazine would. What would Alfred E. Newman think of it? He'd love it. He'd love it. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> is he dead? He's in like permanent reruns. They stopped making new Mad Magazine content. Now it's like all just reruns. Wow, that's weird. People it's still sad. subscribe to it. Well, I mean, where else are you going to find their dumb take on classic films? They do 1917 to be like 1907 fart. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I love farting. I really do. Yeah. Before fart. the war, all it was fart. My mother farted. She had a variety of farts. How do you know so much about farts, child? You didn't say child. I do. And this is kind of harsh. All music only gives the soundtrack to scan movie three stars. That's not great. Roger That's Ebert good, gave me three out of four stars. Oh, my God. Can you Can you please bring up like... Yes, his closing argument. Um, That's insane. This seems okay. like a movie that Ebert would hate. But I Ebert guess I did not find the film as innovative, saying the film lacked, quote, the shocking impact of the airplane, which had the advantage of breaking new ground. However, Ebert did give the film three out of four stars, saying it, quote, delivers the goods. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Ebert sitting in his dumb little chair? Calling the film a, quote, raucous satirical attack on slasher movies. Oh, my God. His brain was... Probably. Just come on. <laughs> Dude, this is not a, anything on slasher movies. This doesn't poke any fun at slasher movies. Yeah, it, it does. That's the whole fucking thing. It uses a slasher movie as, as an excuse to make hilarious dumb gay jokes. fucking homophobic jokes. Yeah. It doesn't say, it's not like, oh, look how dumb these movies are. Hold on. This soundtrack, though, Fountains of Wayne, Bloodhound Gang, Silver Chair, The Ramones, Tupac Shakur. Black Eyed Peas, Public Enemy, three stars three for Three stars? That's a good soundtrack. What the fuck, all music? I gotta look up that. So too. I got it uh, in the wake of a HK verse. Right, coming what up the heels of another you, gross No, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. What do you feel about the stoner parts of this movie? Because I feel like the stoner parts of this movie were way more stoner comedy than oh, yeah. HK ever got. Right, HK uses that as like a launching pad for like goofy visuals or whatever but this movie really embraces the fact that like the killer just like hangs out with stoners and they just like say stupid shit and rap and are really fucking annoying and yeah. it's hysterical it, those those bits on themselves were i thought were great yeah i think those really I, shorty were. was one of my favorite characters in the movie i do like the joke where he gets shot and smoke starts pouring out of his body he and goes, you want to hit this I <laughs> and feel he like... starts smoking weed out of his own punctured lung that's so funny that's a good joke and i feel like it could have been better. I feel like now if that joke had been done... Oh, spoiler, Shorty dies. Yeah, they would have cut the line where he says, it hit me in the lung. Because it's like so obvious, but I think they really had to explain it to people. 2000 was a dumb... People were fucking dumb. Well, this is interesting. Here's the all-music review by Heather Fairies. Though it's not as funny or inventive as the movie itself, Scary Movie, the soundtrack, is a decent, diverse collection of hip-hop and rock. Well, how many stars did that get? Five? Three. No, I told you. They oh, give, this they is the gave, three? They give the soundtrack only three stars. What do they want? What else could they want? But Heather is giving the movie a lot of credit. Funny and inventive. 2000 was a dumb. It was a dumb it time. Was a it was a crazy... I mean... 
It's look. I, here's my thing. Here's my hope for this series. And by the way, I am not asking you to watch. I, I cannot not. wait you're to fucking, watch the next movie. Yeah. I. It, like, this is the kind of like stupid, you know, uh, rude movie on VHS you watch with your friends in middle school in a basement. And of course, it's aged poorly. Of course, it's morally reprehensible. I don't think it aged poorly. I don't think it was good in the year two thousand. I'm not saying it was good it or then. not good. But I'm saying this had a huge cultural impact when it came out. And it set off, again, a, a franchise that has grossed under a billion dollars, okay? Under a billion. Almost 900 million. <laughs> Almost a billion. Over five movies. <laughs> that's a franchise, baby. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, um, I want to, can you bring up the production? You're good at this. Yeah. I want to hear some numbers. No, here's the thing. The box office, the box office mojo redesign disaster. I know, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't I'm not going to the website. It's Are fucking you fucking kidding me? I mean, it opened. Uh, it opened on July seventh. No, I want to know. I want to know the bu- uh, the budgets for each movie. Oh, <sighs> and I'll even if here. Boop. All right, I'm just gonna cut out all this shit. Just go find it for me, please. Stop yelling at me. I have to go through each one individually. Let's just no, you can it. just do it on your phone. I'm doing it on my fucking phone. What the fuck? Okay, the second movie budget. Well, the second movie did a lot worse. Forty-five million dollar budget, one hundred forty-one million dollars to the box it's office. Still a success. Yeah, but you know the the, the metrics are way off. I'm so excited. Anna Faris is in all of these. Yeah. The third one has Leslie Nielsen, Kevin Hart, Anthony right. Anderson. Also, can I say, these are like diverse movies at the very least. Wait, like, you just shut your phone off. I want to know these numbers. I don't want to do numbers right now. It's not important. This sucks. I, I'm the fucking, third one did a lot better. 40, a, similar budget to the second movie, it made $220 million. Good for them. I think Leslie Nielsen drew in some of those numbers. Maybe. But no, I mean, these are like, I think it's it's cool to watch movies where there's like, you know, there, there is a, a diversity in a 2000 comedy, I'm trying to pick at some of the silver linings of this movie. Like, it's a diverse collection of bigotry. Like, the bigots are of varying backgrounds for their hateful, bigoted jokes. <laughs> Isn't that good? Isn't that nice? Isn't we all win now? It's good. I love how you defend this shit. Yeah, it's it's okay. You defend this shit. You know, as long as it's a diverse... A diverse cast of bigots. R- of bigots. Then yeah. that's better than just, you know, white One bigots. Bigot. Yeah. yeah. One bigot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that over time these movies, like like with Harold and Kumar, by the third movie, it aged successfully into a movie that is surprisingly not that problematic. Like for a movie that I, is a yeah. gross out stupid comedy. So what I'm hoping is that the engine of things that work in this movie, the jokeimented absurdity of the airplane mm. model plugged into a new generation of silly movies from disaster to the slasher horror film of the 90s. I do think that there's, it has that potential to transcend the grossest, basest elements of the first movie. So I'm saying, yes, Scary Movie 1, I don't watch Mixed Company. It's fucking stupid. It's truly offensive. I would say don't watch. I would say watch, like, the scene with the father on YouTube. Watch. I think if you're if you're revisiting movies that were iconic to your to your young life of watching rude movies, at a time where rude movies were really proliferating across the cosmos as never before... Um, this is, you know, a movie with a lot of serious problems that I'm not taking lightly. It is genuinely hateful in some ways, or at least casually bigoted in a way that it is pretty like reprehensible. Mm-hmm. That being said, it is an interesting artifact of its time. There's a million other movies you should watch other than this. Yeah, but it's short. I actually, I want to say this seems like a tight 90, but it's not one. It's barely 88 It's minutes. 120 and it feels like two. I don't know. I, me, I thought it flowed. It, it, I thought it flowed. Oh, I was so fucking done by like really forty five minutes in. I was just like, Jesus Christ! When is I thought it just kept. I kept wanting it. That's the problem with these movies is that when they're just like a joke a minute fire. It's like you don't get a 
there's no arc, there's no story. So I the second I'm just half trapped. is complete pudding. It makes there's no structure to the second the half. The whole thing is pudding. No, but the first half and they I do a lot of setting like up. Pudding. Uh, pudding's fucking awesome. It's for pudding. I fucking love pudding. I would fucking eat this shit. Hey, listen, what's your favorite pudding? Right in. Yeah, hashtag Vanilla, pudding. Chocolate, both. Swirl. Strawberry. Almond milk. They do strawberry pudding now. They've always done strawberry. Really? Pudding. They've done any kind of pudding. Wow, well, I guess God, right here the in the big city. Must be nice. Must be nice. Here's some pudding facts. Must be nice. Put this in your pudding fact book. Ugh, that's what he calls my butthole. <laughs> Before 1958, uh-huh. puddings evolved, right? Because they're made by local pudding men yeah, and many, pudding, pudding women. American pudding industrial. But then big pudding got involved, oh, no. and all you could get was vanilla, chocolate, and swirl. And then, of course, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, I like Ike, he said, what we got to be careful for in the society is the freaking big pudding complex. Jesus. So, thankfully, in the last, in the odds. They paid to change that quote to the military-industrial complex. I That's know. how powerful big pudding is. Right. They're, we got to put the heat on somebody else. And we have the power to change history. Yeah, so they edited all the tapes. Well, to create the, the ultimate pudding, they had to go back in time. So the core of Big Pudding oh. is a, like, Terminator-style time machine. They keep sending pudding representatives to the past. <laughs> To shape the structure of history to better implement the goals and, and objectives of Big Pudding. Yeah. Why would I make this up? I don't know, but thankfully. Am I fucking crazy? I'm just saying, thankfully, now there's craft pudding out there again, and Thank you can get a strawberry. God, you can yes. get a, uh, a chia seed A kombucha pudding. pudding. Yeah. It's like a fizzy pudding. It you can get mud. You can get mud, mud avocado pudding. It's delicious. My favorite pudding is buckwheat. And you're a buckwheat I'm guy. I'm a buckwheat. I like a good That's also your favorite little pudding. rascal. Oh, well, he's certainly known for his shenanigans. Yeah. And uh, when, when he applauds himself in that manner of which he is uh, known to do, shaking of the hands, it's very good. Mm. He's a very funny young man, that buckwheat. Yeah. He had great hair. That was a good era. I mean, Alfalfa had a wild hair. That whole crew had some crazy the shit going was... on. What was up with that gang? <laughs> Our gang was lit. They, they were fucking rule. If you want to talk diversity. Yeah. A very diverse group. There was a fat kid. A girl. Two girls. A nerd. Two fat Buckwheat. Kids. It was a pretty good gang. Yeah, good gang. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was uh, what's his name? Was the uh, uh, Porky, Sporty, Porky, the, Puggy? The, the, the fat kid? Puggle, Sportums. Yeah, he's named all. That was his whole name. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's a very long it's name. It's very beautiful. It's, a, it's actually a Mayflower oh, family. Are you talking about Spanky? Spanky! Yeah. <laughs> the, the Spankies came over on the first uh, ships. They were, uh, they were uh, Puritans. If I, I feel like Puritan stock, I, are they all just poor in that? <laughs> yes, that is the joke. It's a bunch of poor kids. Like these fucking poor pieces of shit. Yeah. They do all kinds of dumb stuff because they're poor. But they were probably all rich in real life, which is really weird to think about. Yeah, I'm sure they all died at like 18. Probably. I don't think they all died in the war. <laughs> oh, you think they went to war? <laughs> yeah, they definitely did. <laughs> Spanky in war. Imagine going to Normandy and you see Alfalfa get a fucking Nazi bullet drilled through his skull. You're like cleaning Alfalfa's brains out. You're like, no, 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 no. He was Cradling part of him. our gang. Alfalfa. No. You fucking love Lola or you whatever. You just like use his brain matter and blood to like shape his hair finally into that one last Alfalfa. <laughs> the Catholic strand. <laughs> Uh, uh, Spanky, of course, overdosed uh, yeah. oh, morphine. That's all. I think that's actually true. Our gang. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Living, no, I was actually. Living, I wanted learning, to say this. Living. I wanted to say this. Yeah, please, we please say. We're not done. We got, we got five minutes to kill. Yeah. <laughs> Listener, just it's going to be coasting downhill from here. Get on that bicycle. Here's what I want to say. Yeah. Uh, before this, bad boys. What you gonna do? Directed by Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Before yeah. this, HK. 
written by the same two guys, directed probably by the same... I don't even look, but... I'm excited that this franchise... The, the, the writers did the third one. Writers did all yeah. of them. It's like... But then they directed the third one. Yeah. And that was the best one. But I'm just, Yeah, it was the best one. You're yeah. right. Yeah. I'm just saying, we've had the same minds shaping the last few franchises. And sort of like with Shrek, we were really excited to like see franchise starts, and then they just sort of let other people take it over, and it just sort of hops around using the world to let other people sort of instill their vision on a place that we're familiar with. I'm excited that even though... What, it's two by the Wayans, two by the Zuckers? Three, no, three. The Zuckers did three, four, and five. Oh. Well, they're involved in three, four, and five. Oh. Well, never mind then. No, but I'm saying there's two general sweeps of, of the movie Yeah, series. I was hoping there'd be a third sweep. I think there's some more... There's like, like a third sweep. Yeah, uh, Keenan Ivory directed the first two, then Zucker did the second two, and then Malcolm D. Lee directed the fifth one, but it was written partially by David Zucker. Okay. Well, a few minds. I, I just sort of am liking that we're, we're back in a place where... It's very loose. If if there's one nice thing I can say about these movies is that it's sort of there's no way that was not a, this is always set up to be a franchise. Josh, I can't imagine that this was like that. That's a joke on the poster. No, I, I actually there, I genuinely believe that's maybe the best joke of the whole film is that the poster was making fun of franchise culture by saying this is going to be a standalone, and then. Nine months later, releasing number two. Like this is exactly what they're making fun well, it's of. It's like it's twelve months, but like a couple days before. But I don't, I don't I'm saying. just saying like that's the best joke. I think the best joke is that most of these people come back in the second movie who were violently killed in this movie. That's a good I joke. Think is and I think the best joke is the Canadian father who's a, a coke dealer and a fucking miserable, yeah. horrible person. No, but, he's very nice. That that was like the good joke was that he was actually like loved his daughter and was like, "All right, I've been training you to be a drug dealer your since whole you were two. Life. Yeah, it's so good. It's a good joke. What he's, are you going to cut it with? Baking." Powder, not soda. Yeah, that's good. So good. He's funny. Look, here's what I'm saying. Here's our, here's my pitch to you to, to uncancel this series. I think it can really go places. If my memory of the second movie, and again, I'm setting myself up for, for failure, but I remember the second one being very funny. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. like offensive in its own way. I know Chris Elliott plays a genuinely horrifying character that should be really fun. I'm excited about this. I'm <laughs> not. I'm not excited for this. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, I haven't seen anything else the Wayans brothers have done. Mm-hmm. And I think they're actually really good actors. They're delightful. In these they movies. were very fun, and I think they're good at that. I don't know that they really. Oh, they just directed. Oh, they wrote it too. Yeah, I don't think they really. They cannot be trusted. This is not a, a ringing endorsement of their ability to conceptualize a movie that is not a waking nightmare. But I am very excited to see the series progress. I think the jokes that land in this one are really funny. Yeah, that's and true. And if we're sifting through the dog shit of, of franchise culture, this is just, I think, I think we're going to be delighted. And I'm, I'm looking forward to this little ride we're going to take. If, if I had... you want to go and take a ride with me or watch scary movies, baby, can't you see? Oh, oh, hey. oh. Must what? be the irreverent take on genre parody spoofing. We can, please don't cut it there. Please don't end on that note. Please don't end on that note. Please don't. Charles, no, no. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. No. No. <laughs> I'm alone now. I'm alone in a podcast. I'm alone in my heart. He's going to cut it any time now. Going to try to end on a good note. <laughs>